Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's good to be here, I must say. We are kicking off a new series this morning. There is something about the prophetic in this season that we need to be sensitive to. For those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for joining us also. And I pray that these words would be a blessing to everyone who would listen from various parts of the nations, of the countries, everywhere, you know, listening. Um, I got a message, um, was it day before yesterday, somebody was listening to um, a God encounter on Apple Podcast. I don't have an Apple device, but when he said Apple, I'm thinking, okay, how did we get there <laughs> but i think um all these things i'm sure it's universal permit me for those who are technically inclined thank you so much everyone i'm sure everyone can hear me now for those on the podcast they're good now as i said we're going to be starting a series this morning and um thank you for the feedbacks we've gotten from the podcast so far as i was saying someone was listening to the god encounter and according to his words, you know, the, it's really, it was a blessing to him. And it's my prayer that those words um, and the, all of the teachings that you find on the podcast, which, by the way, we are expanding um, where we drop content, at least from this year, so that we can, you know, I just said that somebody was listening to it from Apple. I know there are some technical folks behind the scenes that's helping with all of this, which I appreciate the media crew. Thank you so much. Uh, but as I said, the goal of this is just to be a blessing to saints all over the world as we teach the undiluted word of God. And um, we pray that it blesses people across. So um, if you have your Bible, today we are starting a new series which I title The Peace of God. Uh, the Peace of God. So for those taking notes, this is going to be a real, uh, my prayer, my goal is to teach is to teach this to the point whereby um, we come to the matured state, you know, the mature state of what the word does or will do or is doing in your life. And um, the reason why we are going this route, as I said, I'm going to be teaching a lot about this subject called the peace of God. You know, um, you can, for those of you helping take notes, you can take some of these notes and maybe put it on the um the chat group where we have so at least people can at least know that okay um the live um session has started and they can at least follow up or jump on the podcast and listen later on if you have your bible um i'm trying not to show my um excitement you know i think the gift of teaching i feel it so strongly in this season first things first let's open our bibles if you have your bible with you let's go to the book of Let's go to the book of uh, Philippians. Philippians. Um, today being the first topic, I'm going to be laying a lot of foundations. And um, uh, it is my prayer that, as I said, these words, please take them, run with them. Let it be a blessing to you. Philippians 4. Quickly, Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Um, if you're going to be looking for this topic, I think I'll call it part 1. Because it's going to be in various parts. As I said, it's going to be a series. So we'll have multiple parts. I am not sure yet if there will be an introduction of a new title but um, to the series. But I can assure you it's going to be called 
the peace of God. Um, so this is part one. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. The Bible says, let's start from Philippians 4. I'm reading from, let's start from verse 4. Philippians 4 from verse 4. The Bible says, and I read, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, verse 6 now, be careful for nothing, for in everything, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. I have taught on this um, particular line before, which I call the PSTs, my, well, my own personal PSTs, um, and it's like a secret. Those are pretty much one of the things that the man living in this world who is of faith must hold, um, um, must keep, keep it you know, as precious. Verse 6 called, be careful for nothing. That means the Bible checked everything and it said there is nothing that can break these PST rules. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. So in everything, prayer is an answer to whatever it is. It says, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Now verse 7, it says, and the peace of God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Now, if you notice here, this is the second time um, the, the, the writer of the scripture is talking about all. Because that, if you notice, when I read first in, in um, um, the later part, when it talks about be careful for nothing, the first part, when it says be careful for nothing, he talked about... Um, be careful for nothing, but in all things, through supplication, prayer, and thanksgiving. When it says nothing, that means I also termed it as all, you know, such that the PSTs would be able to help out. But now in verse 7 now, he says, For the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. You know, um, okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the entrance of these words. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak through me to one man, to one woman out there listening to this. And I pray that the words, the words, the words, the words would, would be more just than words coming out, but it will be a move of the, of the Spirit of the Lord causing peace to be um, at work, causing the peace of God to be at work in the lives of every hearer, every saint. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you notice, one of the reasons why we are starting with this, you can you can read this scripture and just maybe breeze through, but that is not the goal of this teachings this morning to our saints, because I want us to see something here in verse 7 that we just um, read. The Bible says, you know the story, which from verse 4, we are going to be reading multiple scriptures as well. As I said, it's, it's a series. Uh, but the first, the part one, we're going to be extracting certain things from here. Now, when you look at verse six, which I explained earlier, it says, be careful for nothing. Now, one way I want to put this teachings to everyone listening this morning. I'm sure somebody might be thinking what led to this. We are in a particular stage in the world right now where it looks as if um, there are global um, um I don't want to use the word crisis, so it doesn't look like I'm pushing out. Uh, okay, let me put it this way. There are various factors out there that would make an average individual not to be sure of what tomorrow holds. Let me, if I'm to rephrase it, there are various factors. 
you know, excluding what God says in his word. You know, that's why you cannot afford to be ignorant of God's word as a Christian or as a child of God. When you look at the news in the world today, um, you know, there are a lot of, for example, even here, there were reports of protests some days ago over the whole load shedding that South Africa is currently experiencing. You know, we're teaching from South Africa for those listening um, um, to the podcast that are not in the country. And when you check some days ago, I heard that there were protests as well in UK because uh, people were complaining about the high cost of living. Uh, when you look at some other parts of the African country continent, there are a lot of protests here and there, people complaining about various things. Even the same thing as well in other parts. And one of the things as I was studying the words, the, the scriptures, I think two or three days ago, a scripture that Jesus said just came to my spirit. Jesus already talked about that in the last days, there will be a lot of things, rumors of wars, a lot of unrest and all of that. But he said those words such that we will have information about it, not that those words would should scare the Christian or scare the believer. And that's the reason why if there is any time, you know, I was listening to one of my mentors some days ago, I think a couple of like almost two weeks ago where he came up out publicly and he said to folks, he said, do not play with your association with God's people in these last days. Do not play with your um, relationship with church. Do not play with your relationship. Make sure, make sure you are found in that place. And when he kept saying that, I just said to myself that, listen, it's true because the church was not designed to have a solution outside the church. I'm going to say that again. The church was never designed. Please help me take that note, you know, because I want to start to start putting out some things on Instagram and some other places. Please, for the media crew, please note what I just said now because I need those captions. We're really going to be big on, 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 on some things this year. The church was not designed to have a solution outside the church. So that means we cannot go outside of the church to find the solution for what should propel us as the church uh, for solutions or for um, when there are the days of stages like this. And that's why we have to be go back. We have to be ready to go back to the word to say, what does the word of the Lord say concerning this season? Praise the Lord. What does the word of the Lord say concerning this season of our lives? What does the word of the Lord say concerning this season that you are in? That's why, child of God, you have to. It is not a debate. It is not a suggestion. You compulsorily have to have a word you are standing on per season. There must be a word in your season, in your life that you are standing on per season. That's the reason why when you read the first part of Philippians, in verse 6, verse 4, Philippians 4 in verse 6, which we are using for the foundation of this teaching. He says by saying, be careful for nothing. That is, child of God, listen, there is no situation uh, that would come either in 2022 or 1845 or 1774 or 20, 2050 <laughs> that would come to defeat the word of the Lord. If there was a time when the word of the Lord would not be able to uh, accommodate a particular age or a particular time, the word of the Lord would have told us. That's why it says, whether you are a Christian born in 1845, be careful for nothing. Whether you are a Christian born in, in 2003, and when I say born, it could mean physical birth, or it could mean the day you gave your heart to Christ. It's the same thing. It says, be careful for nothing. The same pattern of the word of God works, irrespective of time or age. 
Help me take that note down. The same pattern of the word works irrespective of the time or the age. That's why it says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer. By prayer. That means there should never be a time where a Christian should not pray. It doesn't matter whether it's in the socialist, yeah, socialist age or the uh, privatization age or the industrialization age. Irrespective of the age that you are in, he says, but by prayer. Now, I'm giving you clues on how we're going to land at the, the doorstep of the peace of God. He says, Everything by prayer, supplications, and thanksgiving. You see the subject of thanksgiving? Who? Listen, listen, listen. I don't want to say this and put maybe the size as a warning. But I, so that I don't want to try to get anyone panicking and say, okay, oh, maybe Pastor Maurice. Uh, no, no, no. I don't. But you see, you see, I know I don't want to do that. But you see the words of thanksgiving. It is something that in this time and age, Every Christian must learn to do. Every Christian must learn to do. Listen, I'm going to be sharing certain secrets with you. Some of them I learned recently as well. Thanksgiving is a is a door opener. Is a door opener. There is a reason why Philippians put this these two together. Thanksgiving because complaining and all of that will not you know you know it will not. Um, it will not give you, it will not be able to, you know, when you complain and you, it's more like you're trying to, 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 to sniff air out of a life. When you put a place and you're, you're gathered with oxygen in that place, you know, when you start to introduce another chemical, you take away oxygen from there. For those of us who are chemistry students, I know the, the, the symbol for oxygen is O and the one for nitrogen is N. You know, I still, I still remember my chemistry. It's the same way you would understand it, you know, when you add nitrogen to oxygen, I believe I might be wrong. Please don't quote me. You would have nitrogen oxide. Because that is nitrogen mixed with oxygen. And that is not the combination that allows you to inhale freely. Because you don't inhale nitrogen. That's the same way it is. The supplication, the, the prayer, supplication and thanksgiving. If we're to go to school now, according to what Philippians is telling us, is a byproduct of verse 7. Wow. Is, is pastor saying, or is this teacher saying... Why is he saying that? Look at verse 7. If it were, if it had nothing to do with it, the writer would not say and. That's the reason why I said we're going to school now. The writer will not use the word to say and. That's the reason why he says when you practice these things, he says and. Meaning it's, it's a continuous tense. You know, as I said, we are teaching. It's a continuous statement. So a Christian who does not know how to be grateful, even in circumstance, I don't want to say we will not be able to experience, you know, because the peace of God, I'm still going to go there when I get to that subject. The peace of God is what every Christian has because we have peace with God. I'm going to say that there is a difference between the peace of God and the peace with God. If you don't have the peace with God, you will not be able to function with the peace of God. Those are distinct things that every Christian needs to know. That's the reason why 
when we call it, you know, it's, it's called saints and God. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, it is my goal to be able to share deep things with the saints. A Christian or an individual who does not have peace with God would struggle to function in the peace of God. Because the peace with God came the moment you, you, you embrace the personality of Jesus through the redemptive process. Now, the peace of God comes in because the peace with God, you have it through Jesus. So it's not what you pray for, but it's something you can frustrate because of your ignorance. I'm going to say that again. The peace of God is not something you pray for, but you can frustrate because of your ignorance. Because you don't, you don't, uh, you don't have certain information, or because you allow certain things to choke the word of God in your spirit, the seed of the word in your spirit. When you allow those things to choke it, you, you just like I said in the chemistry class, you introduce nitrogen, and because you introduce nitrogen, oxygen all of a sudden starts to taste different. It's not because oxygen is as reduced in strength. You have only introduced something else and that doesn't work. So when you look at verse 6 in Philippians 4 and verse 7. So when the Bible says, be careful for nothing, in everything we must learn to pray. There is no age of time till Jesus tarries that would ever make a Christian to outgrow the ministry of prayer. There is no age of time that would ever make a Christian outgrow the ministry of supplications and thanksgiving. Oh God, thanksgiving. Listen, you know, I, I said the things I say to my kids when I want to maybe let some words land in their spirit. I call them and I say, you know what, pull your ears, like pull it, you know, not to, not to, you know, put anyone here on the spot. But there are certain times you must do that posture with yourself. When you put yourself in the spirit and you say, come, these words must not depart from your spirit. Just like the way Paul was admonishing Timothy. And he says, hey, hey, the words that I've told to you, he says, in the days of struggle, he says, use those words as weapons. When Paul was writing to Timothy during the end of his ministry, he was saying, hey, the words, he said, remember the words that are, that are, that were given to you through the laying of my hands. He said, use those words as weapons in the days of warfare. Why? Because when the days the devil comes to persecute or comes to bring things around you, child of God, you were, you were born equipped. You were born equipped. Please help note that down as well. A Christian is one that is born equipped. You are not going to the... Jesus did not leave us to the world whereby we will not start looking for what tool do I need to look out for the days they say something is going wrong or something is not moving well. We were born equipped. So when he says, is when the writer says verse 6 and he says, and... And that means verse 6 and verse 7 goes together. He says, and the peace of God... Now, he did not, thank you, Holy Spirit, he did not leave the peace of God standing alone. Child of God, it also comes with something. The peace of God, listen, how do you know I feel the Holy Ghost? How do you know what you have is the peace of God? The first clue, it passes all understanding. Did you hear what I just said? How do you know you are in the custody of the peace of God? It passes all understanding. That is the first place you will know 
that you are in contact with the peace of God. Listen, you might not be able to explain it. You might not be able to give meanings to it. You might not be able to give propositions, adjectives, now, and all those things to it. But the truth is, the way you know you are in custody of the peace of God, child of God, brothers, sisters, wherever you are, the first clue in your spirit, it will pass human understanding. And what is human understanding? Human understanding is how can, if your name is Sarah listening, how can Sarah be calm when all the chaos is going around in the world? Sarah too does not understand. That is the peace of God. How can Jack be so calm in the storm? Look at Jesus, for example. Everybody was panicking because, because there was chaos. The waters, the, the storm was going everywhere. And the man we call Jesus was sleeping, which is the Prince of Peace. He was sleeping. He was sleeping and they woke him up. And what did he say? He said, peace, be still. Child of God, you cannot give what you don't have. Another phrase, when the peace of God is at work with you, you have the liberty to use it upon everything. It is not your peace. It is not the peace of the government of your country. Listen, <laughs> you, you know by now that that does fail. <laughs> that does fail. When my, I'm still going to go there. We're going to check that very soon in John 14 so that you would understand that there are actually such a thing. There are various kind of peace. You know, I don't want to call it pieces. So I don't, I don't, I don't damage English. But really, when you check the scriptures, you will discover that there are actually various kinds. So that's the reason why I said you must know the one that you are with. Because Jesus told us, my peace, I give. Okay, you know what? Let's quickly go there. I'm still coming back to, to Philippians 4. But since I touched that, let's quickly run to John 14. So we're coming back to Philippians 6. Let's go to the book of John 14. Glory to God. It's important for us to have all of this as a tool. I want to teach the account of Jesus categorically. So that you understand that, okay. So actually there is... There are various kinds of peace in the scripture as well. John 14, let us start from, um, okay, it's going to be a long read as well. Now, why am I reading John 14? Don't forget, we're coming from Philippians 4. And I've told you that the one thing you used to, you would know as a child of God, the custody or the peace that you are in custody of first. If it is the peace of God, the first pointer, it will pass human's understanding. And that's where your own faith is needed. And what do I mean by your faith is needed is the fact that you have to believe in what the source of that peace or that peace brings. Now, John 14, the Bible says, let's start from verse 26. Let's start from verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you. I'm reading John 14, verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and shall bring to your remembrance whatsoever things I've said to you. Now look at verse 27. He said, my peace. My peace. So there is such a thing as the peace of God. You notice there, he said, my peace or peace, another translation calls it peace. Some other translation says my peace because he personalized it. He said, my peace, okay, you will see it in front. Verse 27, I'm reading KJV. He says, peace, I live with you. Then he used the word my peace. <laughs> Underline that. Listen, Jesus did not work for Buckingham Palace, and I hope that is the right pronunciation. 
He didn't work for um, an English orator. He wasn't given. So when he's using certain words, he is not trying to use those words because he wants to sound grammatically correct. Jesus, as far as I'm concerned, if he makes typographical error, is because he wants to communicate something deep. For example, for example, still teaching this. When they came to meet him and they said certain things about the, 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 the law of Moses. I can't remember the, the exact scripture now, you know, but I remember Jesus said this when they talk, they, they were trying to check him on some of the things before of, of the law of Moses. Then Jesus made a statement, which grammatically it is not right, but it makes so much spiritual sense. And what did Jesus say? He says, before Moses, I am. <laughs> he says, before Moses, I am. And when you look at it from the English point of view, grammatically that they might be wrong, but it makes a lot of spiritual sense because what he was trying to say, the only person who defined himself according to the historian books of the Israelites, the only person who defined himself as I am was who? God. When the same Moses, the same Moses they were trying to defend, the same Moses that they've exalted high above, when the same Moses came to God for instructions, he says, who should I say sent me? What did God say? He says, tell them I am, that I am. So the first time the Israelites heard that phrase, it was from Moses, given to him directly by God. So when they came to Jesus, and they tried checking him on certain things. All Jesus said was, before Moses, I am. Grammatically, that is wrong. But spiritually, it makes perfect sense. So when Jesus is using words, he's not using words because he wants to sound grammatically correct. That's why I said he's not a he's not an ori an origin of the Buckingham Palace. That's not, and I'm not trying to play down the English scholars. With all due respect to them, that's all well and good. But what Jesus is trying to say here, if he's using words, he is making them consciously. So when you go back to John 14, when he says, peace, I live with you. Jesus was quick to let the church know that come, there is a kind of peace. That's why, listen, 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 listen so much with your spirit to me this morning. In these last days, be careful of everything that sounds nice, talks nice, looks nice, but the end of it is destruction. That's why the Jesus also said, there is a way that seemeth right. And he says, many are those that are headed towards that way, but he says the end of it is destruction. Because in this day and age, if it does not sound like God, looks like God, everything like God, nothing more. You know, I've said this over time. Anything more of God is not of God. The same way anything less of God is not of God. It has to be God irrespective. Now, when it says in 27, peace I live with you, he says, my peace I give unto you. So, look at the second thing he said. He said, not as the world giveth. So, child of God, don't be ignorant. The world does give a kind of peace. But that peace, most of the time, comes with something else. That same peace, at the same time, it will not last. I've said two things now. The, please help me take note. The peace that the world give, the, according to 27, based on what Jesus said, he says, the peace that the world giveth, 
That means you can understand from what he said. One, that peace is not of God. It is also peace, but it's not of God. How would you know such peace will not pass all understanding? Now, I'm putting scriptures to scriptures now. So that, hey, wake up, sons of God. You have to be students of the word. Students of the word. That's why I said in the place that for us to be friends, you have to be deep in the word. You have to be able to pick scriptures, to interpret scriptures. That is your responsibility as a Christian. That's the reason why when you look at this and you compare John 14 that we are reading now to Philippians 4, he says that he said that my he says, My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, it which means the world does give peace. And I've said that the attribute of that peace. It will not give all it will not pass all understanding according to Romans. Uh, sorry, according to Philippians that we read. Then another thing it says, um, uh, uh, it says not that the word give it unto you, and it says, Let not your heart be troubled. That's another thing. Another thing. The peace of the world will still it will come with certain cost. It will come with certain cost. It will not pass all understanding, as we said, and it is pretty much <laughs> it is it doesn't come close to the peace, the kind of peace God gives. So that's why Jesus said, My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. I sorry, let me take that again. He says, Peace, verse 27, John 14. He said, Peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give not as the word giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let your heart not be troubled. That's another byproduct of the peace of God. He doesn't make you fearful. He does not make you what? Fearful. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it not be afraid. So here you would see, while I was trying to explain Philippians 4, here you would see that Jesus explaining makes us understand that there are various types of peace. It would look like it, taste like it, but it is not. It might even sound like it, but it is not. That's why he says, let your heart not be troubled. Let your heart not be troubled. Let your heart not be troubled. If the reason why Jesus was saying this here, obviously because he knows fully well that, you know, when you read scriptures like, uh, when you read scriptures like, uh, I think somewhere in Corinthians, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, which we're still going to get, get to as well, you will see where the Bible talks about Galatians. He also talked about it. Corinthians, he talked about it. We're going to see various categories and classes um, of, of peace. And as I said during one of some things I said earlier, we have the peace, we can function in the peace of God because we have the peace with God already. Now, which I'm still going to explain all of that as well. I'm just still uh, taking my time here. When you read scriptures like Galatians 5, where the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. So let no Christian come here or let no Christian think, um, I don't have this. Because as I said, the reason why we, we are meant to function in this, as I said earlier, when I was trying to talk about the nitrogen and the oxygen, you know, it's not something we pray for. It is something we wake up to. It is something we should walk in consciousness or, you know, consciousness of. Galatians 5, for example, you don't have to turn there, you know, because of time. The Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit. He calls it love, joy, peace. 
And what are the fruits of the Spirit? The day the Holy Spirit comes to fellowship in your heart or comes to live in your spirit, come to abode with you. Don't forget where we're coming from in John 14, where the Bible says, The Father will send the Comforter in my name. So the Comforter coming to every Christian as well, when you read Galatians 5 in 22, 23 thereabout, when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, peace was one of it. Peace was one of it. And what exactly, why? Why would God want us to not only have joy? He calls it the fruit of the Spirit is love. He calls it joy, which I'm still going to go. Joy, joy, joy. Because a lot of people this day and age, you know, I've said this on multiple occasions, there is a difference between joy and happiness. And every Christian must learn to be contented with joy. I'm going to really shake a very massive table in this series because I want us to be um, well, well footed. Let our foot be be deep, our roots be deep in the ground. When we talk about happiness and joy, if you notice, joy, you know, just a brief explanation. You know, joy is not is not is not. You don't have joy because you have money. You also don't have joy because you lack money. Joy does not come to you because you bought a brand new car. That's not the scriptural definition of joy. The scriptural definition of joy does not come because you you made a all round A once in your matric or you in your in your exams. Joy doesn't come because you um, you gain a promotion. You know. Joy is a spiritual thing. Joy is a spiritual thing. Happiness is not. I'm going to let that sink in. Joy is a spiritual trait which is not determined by physical things. It is not defined by physical things. What you think you have that you think is joy might be excitement, which there's nothing wrong with that. Might be happiness, there's also nothing com- wrong with that. Because the truth about it is, you know, for example, I saw, I listened to someone very, very, very recently talking about the memorial of a loved one. And I was sharing with my wife that, have you noticed this man said, talked about this person, they were talking about a particular lady that passed on late in December. And I was sharing to her that, you know, I'm, I'm sure maybe she was shocked that of everything this person said, that was what I picked. He was talking about, they went for the memorial of a particular lady and, you know, you, you could, he was not, you, you could, you could tell, he wasn't sad, he wasn't, but you could tell this person meant a lot to him from the way he spoke about her. And he was like, she would always want to plant green, green gardens everywhere just to make everywhere colorful. But now, uh, I'm sure the Lord is leading her through green pastures now in heaven. You know, and he also made comments like going home to be with the Lord. Yes, yes, the present past, which might look like something that you are not so happy about. But you could tell that he could talk about her. Yes, his mood or his countenance was not like all jivey and everything. But you could tell that there was joy in the spirit. Or based on the way he spoke about her, there was this peace in his spirit. Well, like, you know what? She's going to be with the Lord, but I'm glad now that, you know, now the Lord is taking her through the green pastures in heaven. And I know someday I would be with her son. I was like, wow, 
Wow. Wow. These are the realities we need to start talking about. These are the realities we need to start speaking about. That's why you can have all the money and the peace of God. You don't have it. You don't have it. You cannot be the one that make fortune out of other people's pain and expect to have the peace with God and even the peace of God. That's why when you start seeing things from the lens of the scriptures, everything to you will be spiritual because everything about you is of God and the Bible says God is a spirit. That's the reason why, as a Christian, when things happen around you, you can pause. Don't just be in a hurry to run, to move, to... to. You can pause and say, okay, what happened? What happened? For example, when something comes to want to try to affect that joy in your spirit, you can. You, it's not because of something happening around. No, it is what you have permitted to come into the doors of your heart, to touch that place. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of it, not the things happening around, for out of it flows the issues of life. So if you have built yourself such that according to Galatians 5, he says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace it is part of the fruit of the spirit of every christian you did not get that fruit because you had money in your account no it was part of the things god gave to you the moment you 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 opened up yourself to his spirit that's the reason why i said it's not what you pray for it's not what you labor to have it's not what you say you want to struggle to have when it comes to the peace of god is what we already have we just need to function in it that's why when things are going on around you child of god open your spirit to what you already have as a deposit on the inside that's why you cannot afford to have mood swings as christians for you to say you have mood swing and listen i said i'm going to break lots of tables when for you to say you want to have mood swing is to mean you are living a double-edged life and what am i trying to say i understand things can happen around you but that should not determine the scriptures already told you guard your heart guard your heart so there is no issue that will come in a certain age according to philippians 4 that would be able to quench that peace of god that's why the bible says for in all things let prayer supplication and thanksgiving let your request be made known unto god and the peace of god that passes on understanding will keep where your heart now, going another step deeper. Now, we've moved back to Philippians 4. When we've understood now, according to Jesus, in John 14 that we read, talking about various types and kinds of peace. But the peace of God, that's why I called it the peace that I give. What did he say about that peace? Now, let's come back to Philippians 4 and 7. He says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding. He did not say that peace will keep your bank account. Ah, Lord. I, I pray, I pray these revelatory words will open up their heart and their spirit. What I'm sharing with you is the secret of life. Is the secret of life. You know, is the secret of life. And if you can catch this, you discover that once your heart is in the right state, there is nothing happening in the world that can that, that, that can overpower you. And I say that with all sense of respect, sense of responsibility, knowing what God can do or what the, the, the word of the Lord can do in the life of a man. That's why he did not say that that peace is going into your degree. No, he says 
it says the peace of God, we pass it on understanding, shall keep your heart and your mind. Why is God talking about the place where his peace should dwell? Really, pause and think. Pause and think. Because as Christians, we can. When you look at the news, protests happening here, increase in, 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 in fuel prices, um, 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 the economies of the world, stock exchange, all of that. God already told you, child of God. He says, guard your heart. I know what they, what, what the, the, the potentials of what the, the spirit of the man can do, especially when it's feeding from the right source. For Philippians 4 already says, be careful for nothing. So no amount of news, no amount of all of that, the peace of God can rise above every standard. The peace of God, when it's at work in you, can go above every mountain, can quench every valley. The peace of God can bring down, can calm every storm. That's why I said there are secrets of life. That the peace of God is a weapon. <laughs> you know, I said I'm about to say things that grammatically it might sound. How can pastor say the peace is a weapon? Listen very well. The Bible already told you and I, child of God, we had been told the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons we have in this kingdom, they are not made of carnal things. When you see a man having, let's say, for example, a knife, which is a weapon thing, I don't advise anybody holding all of that, you might think, oh, maybe because this man has a knife, or because this man has an AK-47, or he has a nuclear weapon, then he has strong things. That is the wisdom of the world. The scriptures already told us the weapons that we have in this kingdom, they are not made of carnal things. The Bible says the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. So the peace of God might not look like a carnal thing to you, but brother, what you have, it is mighty through God. That's why God says that secret, keep it in your heart. Keep it in your heart. Not only will it allow you to operate peace on earth, it stops you from attracting <laughs> unnecessary sickness. One of them is depression. I said I'm going to break tables. In this series, listen, that's why very soon, you know, in the, in the, in the course of this year, we're going to be announcing Truth Conference. And Truth Conference is pretty much, we're saying the truth the way it is based on scriptural things. That's why the Bible talks about things, for example, anger. It says, be angry, but do not sin. And it says, do not let the anger, don't let the sun go down on your anger. The Bible permits you to be angry. But it says, you can never, ever, ever come and tell God the reason why you sinned is because you are angry. Scripture already told you, be angry, but do not sin. Something might happen. You, like, don't, you don't like how your brother spoke to you in church. That does not give you any rights. To hit, to uh, to abuse, to cause. Why? You are not made of that spirit. You are not. It says, be angry, but do not sin. And what did he say? Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And I've explained that in doing multiple teachings. From what I understand that scripture to be, the sun going down and rising is a day. <laughs> if I'm going to write a version of my own Bible, the way you have KJV, NKJV, uh, the Passion Translation, what I'm going to put in that place, hey, bro, you can be angry, 24 hours, let it go. <laughs> 24 hours, let it go. And I'm telling you, it will preserve even your life. 
It will. It will. It will preserve your life. It will give you... Listen, those are some of the secrets of functioning with the peace of God. Listen, God is a spirit. So you cannot have one of him and you don't want to have all of him. For example, the spirit of God is one. But when you have that spirit, it comes with all of the traits of God. The love of God is inclusive. The wisdom of God is inclusive. The, 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 the peace of God, which is also a package, is also inclusive. So when that peace is there, you don't need to even strive to walk in wisdom. For example, the Bible says, follow peace with all men, as they read it this morning. That scripture is not so that you can know how to use, um, uh, okay, my name is now Pastor Rap, the rapper. Uh, come on, I can make free flow of words with the word peace. Yo, 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 follow peace. Oh, yo, peace. That is not the reason why God put peace in the scripture in multiple ways. Because, I, I you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, I, 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 I try to, as much as possible, try to reason how some other Christians think about things. You see, I'm trying to teach this now in a way whereby you can you, you can feel the source of from my spirit how I'm teaching it. Serving God should not be should not be stressful. <laughs> Let me put it that way. You cannot serve God and not have peace. Listen, I just broke I just I just broke a table right now. You know there's this thing that I watch. You get it? If you don't get it, forget about it. <laughs> but hey, don't forget about it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make you understand that you know, uh, you, you can be anointed and still carry people along. The truth is, I know I'm anointed by God to do what I do, and it is my prayer that I want people to know God. I want people to know God. I want people to. I want people to, 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 to have a love, a deep root, root love. For God, I want people to get to heaven and then not they say, Ah, thank God I made it. You know what? Let me not let me not let me let that go. <laughs> that is a series that we're gonna have very soon. You, you don't get to heaven as ah, 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 you know, there are Christians who live right now and they are making it look as if making heaven. <laughs> I must make sure that door does not lock on me. I, I must make it. I must, it's not a marathon, it's not. Listen, when you get to heaven, you will know you are supposed to be there. That's the way it's supposed to be. Pretty much, let me know, that's going to distract me. But hey, serving God must come with the peace of God. And I'm saying this very, very, with all sense of responsibility. Because I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. If you are serving God, and that's why I said some things during the encounter. When I, when I was teaching about a God encounter. For those of you who have listened to that, if you notice one of the first things I said, I said even as a preacher of the word, serving God or working for God does not, does not give you an excuse not to work with God. Working for God is not a substitute of working. Working with God is not a substitute for working. Uh, no, working for God is not a substitute of working with God. Yes, you preach, you, 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 you usher, you do all of that, but your own life itself, your work with him is paramount to that work for him. Or else, when things happen, and I'm saying this from experience, from things I've seen, from what I've learned, the Bible says it is with joy 
we draw from the wells of salvation. As long as you want to draw from that well, joy must be in it. And that well has a lot of, a lot. Listen, if all the generations that will come from now to Jesus tarries come, they cannot exhaust that well. If all of us, that's why in, in Christianity, there is no room for beef. There is no room for strife. We all have enough to be glorious with. There should be no reason why anybody should harbor strife, harbor. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't be ignorant. Don't be. If all the people in this world, and not even all the people, if all the Christians in this world decides to go to church today, all the churches will be full and there will be overflow. So no pastor has any reason to try to compare himself to, there is room for everybody. If God is putting a, a ministry in your spirit, it's because there are people who he wants you to minister to. The same way he told Elisha. Why do you want to kill yourself? There are 70 people, 70 that have still not bowed. So why do you think you're the only one? But I discovered that when your spirit is full with bitterness, you can't walk so far with God. And that's true. It's not because, it's not, I'm not saying God doesn't love you. I'm not saying, no, that, that's why I said something about when you mix nitrogen and oxygen, you will only, it, it, it's, not, it's not like the, the oxygen is absent. It's just that when you want to breathe in that atmosphere, you, you, the, the chances of you getting choked is now high. Why? Because you've mixed something to it, period. It has nothing to do with God. So when the Bible says here, you know, that table that I broke is a big one. That, that word that I said, you cannot serve God and the peace of God is not in it. Something is wrong somewhere. Something, something will be wrong somewhere. Serving God, you know, I was, you know, uh, there's a lot in my spirit to say. When the Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. Recently, the Holy Spirit told me something. Giving to God, if it's not with a cheerful heart, is pointless. Giving to God. God has never been moved with the size of any offering. God is touched with the size, but the motive behind it is more important to God than the size. And I can use the bigger point to prove all of that. Let's start from the biggest. The Bible said Solomon killed a thousand bullocks for God. The Bible said when he did that, God saw that, yeah, you might think, you might think the reason why God showed up was because, ah, a thousand, yes, is a factor. But that is not the only factor that moves the heart of God. Because I can assure you that with Solomon, when God shows up, when God asks him, what do you want in return? Because what he asks for, he asks for wisdom. Not the wisdom of a man. He asks for something that has to do with God. And God looked at him and said, now I know. From you asking this, you didn't ask for the life of your friends. You didn't ask for the life of your enemy. You didn't ask for material things. You asked for something that has to do with me. So that means he knew God. He honored God. There was something about him and God that would move him 
to kill a thousand bullocks for God. Do you understand now? The same thing when Jesus talked about the woman with the widow's might. People in that place, you know, gave lots of things. But Jesus said, this woman, this woman gave all. Why? Because according to God, everything in her heart was tied to that one rand. That was literally all of her life. Everything around her was tied to that. And she honored God with that. The same thing with Esau and Jacob. When Jesus came to ask, uh, sorry, with Cain and Abel, sorry. When Jesus came to ask him that, uh, when God came to ask him that, why did you kill your brother? Well, when God was there, he said, if you had presented an honorable sacrifice, would I not have received it? When David also said, I will not give to God what does not cost me. It is not about the content, but about the state of the heart that gives it to God. So when the Bible says, it is with a cheerful heart we give. The reason why I'm talking about all of these spiritual attributes is because the peace of God, there is nothing physical about it. It's a spiritual thing. The peace of God, there is nothing physical. If there's anything you would learn in this teaching this morning, there is nothing physical about the spirit, the, the peace of God. The peace of men can be physical. That's why we read in John 14, when Jesus says, My peace, I live with you. He was quick to let you know that not the peace of the world, because the peace of the world too is a kind of peace. That is physical. When he says, My peace, I live unto you, not as the world give, but the one which I give to you. Because there is nothing about the peace of God that is that is physical, but it's 100% spiritual. Now, because it is spiritual, 14 says, uh, uh, Philippians 4 says, And the peace of God, which passes on understanding, he says, keep that peace where? In your heart. Which I told you right now, it is wisdom. Before you go out in the world to face the challenges, the day-to-day challenge, make sure what you are built with. Is the peace of God wrapped up in your heart. That way, when certain things starts to happen outside in the world, a Christian will not now come and say, I want to take my life. Why? The pressures are everywhere. Listen, I'm not here trying to call to attack or trying to be hard on such people, but I'm only telling you, go deep in the word. Go deep in the word. So when the peace of God, you've, kept it in your heart you don't go out there to try to because of the things happening out there judge what is happening in here that's why i say as christians we live inside out as christians we live inside out you can't give what you don't have if the peace is not from within don't think you can influence it out there when they told Jesus about the storm, he did not start thinking of what do I need to do for peace to come? Ah, eh, eh, which news do I need to hear for peace to come? Eh, eh, does the HR need to send me a letter that now my salary, because you are the best performing uh, person, my salary has doubled, doubled now. As a business owner, do I need to hear that I have a contract with the government before I allow peace to come? If you are waiting for all of that, that means you are you are you are you are you are living on the peace of men. 
And that is a dangerous way to live. The peace that must engulf the heart of every Christian has a source. And that source is the Prince of Peace. And that Prince, the only peace that he has, is called the Peace of God. I'm going to stop here. We're going to continue next week. We're going to continue next week. And I'm going to show you multiple places as well. If there's one thing I want everyone who will listen to this to start practicing. You see this piece we're talking about? You don't need money to have it. You don't. You only need information. And that is part of what I'm giving you now. You only need information. When that peace is at work in your life, it will take more than what the Bible already says, nothing. Nothing will be able to bring you down. That's what the Bible says. What can, what can, in all things, we are more than conquerors. We, we, don't, we don't live by the daily news. That's the reason why we, they will look at you and you will just be calm. Not because you are not going through certain situations or certain things. Because at, least at the same time, I discovered that, you know, you, you have the ability to think, to see, even in a storm, when the peace you walk by is not from outside, but from within. You see things clearer, clearer. People who have a sense of, you know, I talked about insights last week when we prayed. You, you, you tend to see from within. I told you, it's not everybody that has their eyes open, sees. And it's not everybody that is blind. Not every blind man can see. Not every blind man can see. That 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 is <laughs> I don't know to say that word. If you don't get it, forget about it. <laughs> but hey, I'm sure you know what I'm saying. You know, I'm sure you know what I'm saying. Please, please, please listen and listen to this again. And um we're gonna continue next week. I already told you I'm gonna I'm really gonna I'm gonna uproot certain things in the course of this teaching. Because I've seen people who or I've heard, I've I've experienced people who uh think uh as i said there's only a source of peace but people need to be under to understand that there are various categories there are various class and depending on the one you think you have you know this this is not dependent on happenings it's not associated with happiness and that peace that god gives as i said earlier i also illustrated some points for you to be able to function fully in it, it is important for you to have, to have the peace with God. If you don't have the peace with God, you cannot have the peace of God. You know, you will not be able to live that life. We'll continue next week. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the teachings this morning. And I pray that, Lord, as we continue even in the depth of the series, we pray that in the name of Jesus, the hearers, everyone who would hear, I pray that, Lord, your word would cause um, um, an illumination in their spirit afresh. And I pray that your peace would, 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 would dwell, would reign in their homes, their lives, their businesses, their careers, in all that they do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone, even for listening on the podcast. Um, please listen to every other one we've recorded as well. There are a lot of, of, of teachings that will bless you. Um, please, you can always write to us. Let us know where you're listening from. I believe that the emails are being shown, whether you're watching through YouTube, Instagram, um, Apple, whatever platform um, that you're listening to this on. Please write to us. We want to know that this was a blessing, folks. I believe the email addresses as well, we kept there so that at least you can reach out to us and we can um, um, be a blessing, even continuously be a blessing to you. Um, until we come your way next week, have a wonderful 
uh, peaceful <laughs> 2023. God bless you. Bye. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word.